the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? With attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What? is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr. Hello everyone, I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 118 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the corrupt teachers unions and their horrific tactics used to cover up sexual misconduct and crimes in the classroom. That's right, George. This is a heavy topic, and we don't want to make such claims lightly, even when it comes to public enemy number one for parents, that is the Marxist-inspired teachers' unions. But, George, if uh, BLM protested against the here and there police scandals, uh, they should have prioritized their efforts in areas where actual abuse exists in mass, which we're going to find out here is teachers in the classroom. But why didn't they? Because BLM is funded also by the teachers unions. So, George, let's dive in and investigate the ugly truth that is being kept buried in reports away from parental site. And, you know, Mark, for this episode, um, I've relied on three very credible sources and in fact, it was a little over a year ago that Larry Sand started to publish um, some of this information. Uh, Larry Sand is a longtime public uh, school teacher, retired. He's the president of the California Teachers Empowerment Network. And very recently, on June 7th uh, of this year, he released an article titled The Abuse Abyss. Yeah, quite a title. Uh, quite a title. And he started to dive into more and more of this data. The second um, uh, source is Paul Zimmerman. Uh, he is from the Defense of Freedom Institute, which just released a report on May 31st, 2023, titled Catching the Trash. And this is uh, holding teachers unions, school districts, and the U.S. Department of Education accountable for the epidemic of sexual abuse in public schools. And the reason why, Mark, he entitled it Catching the Trash, because apparently, and I didn't know this, uh, there is a well-known phrase out there uh, that when a teacher who has been doing inappropriate things in, in school and in classroom with their kids and, you know, because they can't get fired, we'll get into the reasons why. Yeah. And they move on to another district without, you know, none of that information being publicly available. The new district is catching the trash. Exactly. Yeah. So they're just passing the trash from one district to the other. 
Um, and then the third and final source is um, is an acronym, the or, this organization SESAME, uh, S-E-S-A-M-E, which is entitled Stop Educators Sexual Abuse, Misconduct, and Exploitation. And they shared a very interesting report that was published by the Magnolia, by Magnolia Consulting on September 15th, 2017, which is titled A Case Study of K through 12 School Employee Sexual Misconduct. Um, and so just bringing all of these three sources together, um, and sharing just some of the crazy, <clears throat> crazy sexual misconduct cases that are documented. But we don't hear them being talked about. In fact, Mark, I think this is probably our first time on, a, you know, on our Say What podcast where we're going to dive into details like this. Yeah, we've never discussed it before. In fact, I just recently heard about this myself, George. You, you did the analysis on this. And I guess we're going to start off with uh, six Sesame and Magnolia Consulting. This, this is what they found in their report. This qualitative case study includes a purposeful sample of five geographically and demographically diverse districts that experienced an incident of school employee sexual misconduct. Now, this goes back to 2014. So it's not recent. This has been happening for a while. This has been happening for a while, but we'll talk about how this data is stored, where it is, and how long it takes to surface um, especially because most of this is involved in legal cases. Right. And so that's one of their strategies of keeping it uh, secret and hush-hush. But here's the very first crazy statistic, Mark, that, that I read in this report. School employee sexual misconduct and sex, the sexual abuse and misconduct of K-12 through students by school employees is estimated to affect 10% of our nation's students and this study that was that came out in 2017 by the my Magnolia Consulting is referencing data from 2014 and reports going back to 2004. So for almost 20 years, we have known this scary fact. It's been buried in these reports, yeah. and this is a report um, in, in, uh, whose author's name is is Shake Shaft, uh, 2004. Another shocking thing, Mark. Um, yeah, but I'm going to talk about this, George. But I mean, just so parents grab that statistics for every 100 students in the public school system, th- these reports and they all align pretty much the same thing. It's estimated that 10 percent of them. So 10 in 100 have faced some kind of sexual misconduct or abuse by a public school professional. That stat alone is absolutely shocking. The empirical research base for sexual misconduct in schools is very limited in part due to the sensitive nature of the topic. In addition, no national surveys currently collect incident data on school employee sexual misconduct. I wonder why. And there is no comprehensive searchable national database to manage and track reported incidents according to the Government Accountability Office. And this is from 10 years ago in 2014. And that was the question I asked myself, Mark. I wonder why. I wonder why. Because every single time one of these laws goes up to be voted on, well, guess who just completely tramples on it? The teachers union. That's right. And their powerful national poll. 
You see, victims of school employee sexual misconduct span most demographic uh, characteristics, although, and here's the key, typically these victims, these students are from low income, Mm. female, and in high school. These are the three categories that are more, more than likely to experience sexual misconduct by a school employee. And this has been known and documented from studies by Cameron et al. in 1986, by Finkelhor in 1984, by Hendry in 1998, and then by others in 2004, and even in 2010. Wow. Over and over and over. We've known yeah. about this. Research has shown that offenders target victims who appear needy, may be picked on by others, or do not have a happy home life because it is easier to gain the friendship of these vulnerable children. That's Salter, 2003. Similarly, students with disabilities are more likely to experience school employee sexual misconduct than students without disabilities. Really no surprise there. They're just much more fragile and vulnerable. Definitely. And one teacher offender can have as many as 73 victims, according to the Government Accountability Office report from 2010. Now, that's not some obscure organization. This is the Federal Government Accounting Organization. So the recommendations in this report by Magnolia Consulting from 2017 um, state that um, it, here's some things we need to do to better implement Title IX. <laughs> and we talked about Title IX recently. Yeah. But the first question I asked myself, Mark, was we've had Title IX since the 70s. We have. And we're talking about this 50 years later that we need a better way to implement it. Yeah. And Title IX just affects discrimination based on certain categories, one of which is sex. You can't discriminate. Obviously, that's brought to bear, but there are criminal statutes on the books, battery and assault and and sexual molestation against children, which these reports are citing. Correct. And there's a there's a very good table, table six in this report, uh, which cites some recommendations for key stakeholders for school districts. They recommend that access and review the key elements of Title IX to ensure districts and school policies and procedures are compliant with Title IX guidance, review policies and procedures on an annual basis. I'm shocked by that one. Why 50 years later are we still telling the same generic kind of recommendations that you would when a new law passes, right? I wonder why. For federal education leaders, it says require state departments of education and legislatures to establish legislation and guess what? Accountability measures to address the key elements of Title IX guidance. So guess what? I never knew this, but parents, even though Title IX has been on the books for 50 plus years, there are really no accountability measures within it that that school districts, if they don't abide by it, right, unless it's some executive order, for example, like you know, Biden has has recently done where so long as they agree with it, so long as they agree with it, where it's like, well, you just won't get any more federal funding if you don't comply with, you know, our interpretation of, of Title IX. Uh, but we can go on and on about these recommendations. But again, a lot of them are just shocking to me that 50 years later, we're still talking about Title IX when it comes to the safety of our children who are being sexually molested. Yeah. 
one in 10 of them by the time they finish high school. Um, so here's the, the second report, Catching the Trash by the Defense of Freedom Institute. And this one will get into a lot more detail. So this report reviews current state and federal policy on preventing sexual abuse in K-12 schools and then offers case studies, which we'll get into in the third uh, section here of this, this episode, uh, case studies illustrating how various actors, which could be schools and district personnel, teachers unions, and even the federal department of education, how they should be charged with enforcing laws against sexual assault in public schools and should bear the responsibility for a systemic failure in preventing and responding to sexual assaults. And then they state legislative efforts at the state level to prevent school districts from moving sexually abusive teachers from school to school and passing them off to other districts. Again, this practice is known as passing the trash have often collapsed under pressure from, I wonder who, George, union union leaders. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Federal data documents uh, that an epidemic of sexual abuse is happening in public schools. In fact, between 2010 and 2019, the number of complaints filed with the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Civil Rights alleging sexual violence against K-12 schools more than tripled. The most recently published civil rights data collection from 97,632 schools underscores this unfortunate trend. So for 2015-2016, the CRDC reported 9,649 incidents of sexual violence. Of that number, 394 constituted instances of rape or attempted rape. For 2017-2018, so two years later, the numbers were 13,799 and 685 respectively, which is an increase of 43 and 74 percent. Yeah, that's amazing. Just in two years. Yeah, states should penalize public school employees who fail to report sexual abuse committed by colleagues, establish penalties for school district personnel who help employees find jobs in other school systems when they have probable cause to believe that these employees have engaged in sexual abuse and prohibit agreements that conceal records of sexual misconduct by teachers. But it's not happening. Well, you have all of these fancy non-disclosure agreements, um, all of these, you know, secret things that are kept hush-hush. And, you know, the school boards are in cahoots with the teachers unions because they're usually, um, you know, their their election campaigns are, are funded, you know, by the teachers union. So uh, that's why a lot of this just continues that's to right. occur without us parents knowing. In fact, one of the recommendations here on how to enforce Title IX uh, more more strictly is that Congress should require local education agencies to report and publish annually on school-level uh, data on the violent crimes, including sexual assaults or misconducts occurring within their, their schools. And Congress should also mandate penalties if you fail to do so. Yeah, I, I wouldn't wait too long for that to happen, particularly with the, the current administration. Uh, will these recommendations ever get implemented? Not while the teachers unions have a chokehold on the, the teacher industry um, in this country. They are responsible for the election funds for most of the teachers that uh, are practicing that profession today. 
Um, they also are responsible for crafting the language that gives teachers tenures and protects them from these kinds of allegations of sexual misconduct. And that leads us to now the examples. Uh, yeah. Two of them came out of uh, the Abuse Abyss article by Larry Sand, and the third, unfortunately, Mark, is very sad because it hit very close to home. It's something that just happened in May in my own school district. Right. So this is the case of Mark uh, uh, Burnt from Los Angeles Unified School District. So Mark Burnt, who did terrible things to children for years at Miramonte Elementary School in Los Angeles, uh, shockingly, he would blindfold his second graders and feed them cookies smeared with his own semen. The remedy employed by the Los Angeles Unified School District when Burnt was busted in 2012, so this is just over 10 years ago, was to bar lessons involving blindfold and classroom-made butter. Seriously? That was what they implemented. That was the thing. Um, But the disgusting cookies were far from Barnes' only misdeed. He had a track record of perversity going back to 1983 when he dropped his pants on a classroom trip to to a museum, blaming it on baggy shorts. Uh, Well, buddy, I don't think that baggy shorts came into style until the 90s when I was in school. And so that was just his excuse. In 1992, 10 years later, several students claimed he was masturbating in class, and another student claimed he touched her inappropriately in class. Check this out. Finally, in 2010, investigators from the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department came into possession of some of Burnt's photos, which showed children gagged and bounded, sometimes with live cockroaches on their faces. Due to apathy, incompetence, and union mandates that made it almost impossible to fire any teacher, no matter how incompetent or perverse they are, the school district couldn't get rid of Burnt without going through a lengthy appeals process costing over $300,000. So when his crimes were exposed, Burnt gained the system by accepting a bribe and he retired, but only after raking up another year of credit towards his pension. And the ensuing lawsuits that followed for the Los Angeles Unified School District over Burnt's case cost the district $200 million. George, that that is so shocking. I mean, first of all, the L.A. Sheriff's Department didn't get involved in this man's crimes until he'd been doing them for almost 30 years. Then they got involved. And by the way, these hundreds of millions of dollars, guess who's paying that bill? It's California taxpayers, uh, and these these things are happening all over the country. It's, it's the taxpayers who are funding the public school systems, and that's where these defense dollars are coming from. So the very public schools that we are paying for, we are paying, in effect, for abusers of our children in that system. And that's just the first case that Larry Sands points out in, in his article. The next one is the case of Matif. Harmacus, and this is in the Santa Barbara School District. More recently, he states the exploits of Santa Barbara teacher Matif Hamarcus, a world-class sadistic pervert, his language, not to mention the uh, a revolutionary Marxist, have been publicized. A few of Hamarcus's horrific activities include making anti-Semitic and sexually charged remarks to students. He also hugged a girl, told her to rub her body all over his and said, it's okay if you come naked to class. He told another girl, just because you're good in bed doesn't mean you can eat in class. 
Well, he avoided getting arrested or even losing his teaching position. Instead, he was merely transferred from school to school. Passing the trash. Passing (laughs) the trash. Things changed in 2017, however. According to a lawsuit, Hamarcus repeatedly sexually harassed, groped, and assaulted a student at Santa Barbara High School. It was alleged that his harassment and abuse of the victim often took place in the classroom in full view of other students. Hamarcus was criminally charged with battery of Jane O.B. Doe, pleading no contest and received a criminal sentence. As a result, he had his teacher credential revoked by the state and was terminated by the district in March of 2020. The Santa Barbara Unified School District had to fork over $950,000 because it was decided that a lot more could have been done to get the abusive teacher out of the classroom, you think? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and the last case here is the case of Richard O'Connor, and this is out of the Orange Unified School District, and I'm going to read to you the press release dated Monday, May fifteenth, 2023, by our uh, Orange County uh, Justice System. This is coming right off of their website. A former Orange County elementary school teacher and high school wrestling coach pleaded guilty today to possessing child sexual abuse material, including at least one video portraying masochist sexual conduct involving a child. Richard O'Connor, 45, of Anaheim, pleaded guilty to one count of possession of child pornography. O'Connor formerly was employed as a fourth grade teacher at Crescent Elementary School in Anaheim, this is in Anaheim Hills, and volunteered as a boys wrestling coach at Canyon High School. Wow. Also located in Anaheim. It states here that he is not accused of victimizing students, although we don't know any of that just yet. According to his plea deal in October 2022, this is again shocking. This happened in October 2022 and before, and we only found out in May 2023. Mm. Law enforcement served a federal search warrant on Apple Inc. for the contents of O'Connor's Apple iCloud account. A forensic review of O'Connor's iCloud accounts identified at least 81 videos and 158 images of CSAM, which is child sexual abuse material. O'Connor admitted in his plea agreement that several of the videos and images on in his iCloud account depicted infants or toddlers... <sighs> Uh, as well as violent, sadistic, and masochistic conduct. O'Connor further admitted in his plea agreement that he knew that at least three of the videos that he possessed depicted minors engaged in sexual conduct. And he also admitted to possessing at least one video that portrayed a child engaged in sadistic and masochist conduct, particularly bondage. Uh, The United States District Judge David O. Carter scheduled a December 18th sentencing hearing, at which time O'Connor will face a statutory maximum sentence of 20 years in federal prison and will be required to register as a sex offender. But guess what? Federal prosecutors have agreed to recommend to the court that O'Connor be sentenced to a term of imprisonment no higher than five years. We could go on and on with this data that's presented by these studies. The the one, I think, metric that you should walk away with is that 10% figure. And this has been going on, as we've seen here, for close to 50 years. I don't know why this has been hidden from the public, but the fact that one in 10 of our children in the public school system 
are facing some kind of professional abuse, sexual abuse from professionals is absolutely shocking. And George, yet another reason why parents, you need to get your children out of this system. Well, thank you so much for uh, listening to our episode today. Please go to our website at www.protectourkidsnow.org. Please watch our videos um, as well as sharing them on your social media. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, and more recently, even on Twitter. Uh, Protect Our Kids Now has a Twitter account, and we want to share all of this news with parents uh, across the Twitterverse. If you want Mark and I to come and speak at your uh, local group, uh, there's a request a speaker button on our front page, as well as a donate button to be part of our Guardian Angel program. So thank you so much for supporting uh, our ministry at Protect Our Kids, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Say What, the radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.com. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.